Hello everybody, this is CSW, creator of Incarnation Red. The episode you're about to listen to is part of the Apollo Creator Showcase 2022, a special showcase highlighting some of the most talented audio drama creators you'll find out there, all run by the fine folks at Apollo, the absolute top podcatcher for audio drama listening. To listen to all of the amazing podcasts in the showcase, as well as the new trailer for my upcoming podcast, Hemophobia, visit www.apollopods.com CSW. Trust me when I say, they're the best of the best. Enjoy the Apollo Creator Showcase, and enjoy the special episode. Incarnation Red is a horror anthology podcast, and thus contains material not suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. You don't want to go in there all by yourself, do you? episode double vision it's a chair sitting in the corner of my living room just a single chair but as I lie on this couch just an hour or two before dark it's more than that somehow it sits near the window catching what little light chokes its way through the late afternoon clouds outside, but in this darkness it looks more. Not larger, exactly, just more. And it's moving. I sit up from the couch, blink sluggishly. It's a chair, that's all. I must have just been seeing the shadows behind it flickering or something. Don't know what I thought was happening there. Don't know why the word more is what came to mind. After all, nothing really ever seems to be more. In any sense of the word. Days are same. I haven't left my apartment in something like a few weeks now, and I'm perfectly able to, I'm well aware. There's nothing keeping me inside by force. I'm just here, here lying on the couch, here looking at the chair, here staring out the window from time to time, looking at the clouds wrapping the sky, watching the people down below and seeing something else. Don't know if I could nail down what that something is into words. Maybe an impression, or an apprehension. Probably just a delusion. A delusion that is, like most delusions are, actually a question. What's going to happen? What? It's going to happen out there. Happened to me when I 
go out there. What can I anticipate experiencing when I walk out that door? Re-expose myself to the reality that lies in wait for me. I've got too many answers to that question. I know it's not real. I know none of the things I see out that window are real, or at least none of them have actually happened yet, but... Well, I can never be sure, can I? So here I am, lying on the couch, staring out the window, but... Usually I'm just trying to get some rest. For my head, more than my body. Ideally, that means I go to sleep, a privilege more than a function, just to wake in the morning, greet the same apartment, see the same things outside the window, look at the painting on the wall. Blink. Sort of shake my head a little bit. My vision blurred for a moment. It gives me pause because, well, it seemed only to blur over the painting itself in a weird way. The painting is of flowers, a pot of flowers. Not much to it. I go into the kitchen, retrieve a pan, eggs, bottle of oil. I'm not hungry, can't exactly remember the last time I was, but it's a requirement, so I turn on the stove burner, set to medium high, put the skillet down onto it, dribble some oil. Turn away from the stove to the eggs, pick out three, making sure they aren't cracked. They aren't, as far as I can see. I turn back around and the skillet is on fire. But it's not. It's just sitting there, warming, as it was. But for a moment, I saw light, bright, but blurry light coming out of the skillet, then it was just gone. Seemed like the skillet and the flame just slid back into each other, back into one thing, into one image. My hand is wet, cold. I look down and I've cracked the egg in my grip and it's dripping blood. It's... It's not. It's just an egg, messy and broken in my grip, and dripping all over the floor. I turn off the stove, rinse the oil out of the pan, and clean up the broken egg. Sit down on the couch, close my eyes, rub my temples. I just don't feel like cooking today anymore. Apparently I need to get my eyes checked out with this random, senseless double vision. I make a mental note to call for an eye doctor appointment, meaning... Meaning I'll have to leave the apartment. Go out there. Well, maybe, maybe I could use some fresh air after all. In fact, while I'm thinking about it, I do need to get some breakfast now that I'm not cooking. And there's a place not too far from here, 
walking distance. And a walk might just help me a little. sidewalk is relatively empty. Today's cold, like most of the last few weeks, overcast and not hospitable today walkers. So it should be an easy shot to the breakfast place. A straight line. A short line. With no people in between. I see someone coming turning the corner of an intersection, heading my way. I look down, stop, keep walking, watch my own feet progress down the concrete. Look up, he's coming closer, looking down at his own feet, then looking up at me, seeing me see him and he nods, waves amiably smiles, then and then my vision blurs, and he's still smiling while next to him is blurry, which grins and shakes and shivers at me, head snapping and twisting with teeth that are... I... I... close my eyes, shake my head again, reopen them. He passes me, looking... concerned. I run a hand over my face, exhale through my teeth. It's really getting bad, isn't it? My vision. But no matter. I lift my head up, keep on walking, walk down the straight line. There's someone else. Someone else walking towards me. She's looking at her phone, looking down down at the phone in her hand, and she looks up at me, my face, my eyes, and I turn away, study the side of the road, just look to the side of her where her blurry image is twitching, writhing, cracking its joints, and it's twitching and grasping for something, but I don't know what, the blood is pouring from her mouth as the image goes back into her actual self, or original self, or her other self and my feet are on the road, stumbling aside as a car rushes past, blaring its horn, and she's past me. Now, looking back in confusion as I throw my feet back onto the sidewalk and double over, hold onto the concrete and close my eyes. Keep them closed. I don't want to see But I can hear, hear a voice asking me if I'm okay. I open my eyes, turn my head slowly upwards. A man is standing in front of me, leaning down toward me with a concerned expression. I tell him I'm fine. Tell him not to worry, 
and I see it. See it sliding slowly, slowly out of him, faded and blurry, but distinct enough to see. Its clouded, hazy eyes glazed over in gray. Its neck cocked to a broken side. Its twitching mouth was extended as if to reach something. Its fingers snapped, bringing themselves backwards as the sight of the man. slide back together and become one again. It's not very long before I'm back home, sitting in the living room, head hung in my hands, fingers covering my eyes. My eyes. I do open them eventually. I have to, right? I have to look. The life I live in, the reality I inhabit, the world sitting outside of my window. I have to look at it. I've never wanted to, at least not for a long time now, but that never stopped me from sitting here, staring out the window, looking through the dusk as a moth flits lazily outside the window, lands, engages its wings, its two pairs of wings. I look away, then back, then close them again. There's nothing I want to see. Nothing I want to look at, not ever again. And I know, I know it's not real. I know it can't be real. It's just me, my perception, my vision. And what would reality have to do with that? How could reality ever adhere to how I perceive it? It never has before. For all I know, this moth on the window isn't a moth at all. Isn't crawling over the glass with legs both stubby and long. Isn't flitting its two pairs of wings over each other so closely that I can't see, though I squint, which pair is on top yet distinctly, one from another. Maybe it isn't there at all. I may not know, but I know this much. I am done guessing. I am done trying to approximate the truth of this world by interpreting the signals of a broken lens plastered poorly, as is evident, over each of my eyes. I am done living life as a continuous flight from one sensory perception to the next, trying to breathe between glances and wondering what, if anything, in my life have I seen correctly. And what happens, then, to reality when I perceive it wrongly? 
wondering if it becomes false too. Then, and what does that say about me? That I control reality just by means of involuntary error, and I can make anything into something it's not just by looking at it. The chair, passing strangers, the moth, even myself, and what would that look like? As me. As me. As me. It's late. And despite it seeming like the best thing to do, I can't bring myself to close my eyes. Don't know why. Just the stress of today, I'm sure. In many regards. I know of a way to relieve it. And it doesn't require the use of my eyes. Just of my mouth and my liver. And the third one is poured before I even know it. Fourth after. Fifth. I know how to drink it. No... Just to bring the glass to my lips so I can do it with my eyes closed, thank God. I'd much rather not open them, though I do. Look somewhat lazily around the room. Lean back, feel it spinning around me gently. And it never does stop moving. It does stop being itself. Continuing to persist in its own self-definition without heed, for my opinion. Well, well, the news is that to me, right? I mean, the 
feeling that was the reason that was what finally broke me, building up until the inevitable crumble just a handful of weeks ago. That's why I'm done. That's why I'm done looking out the window. That's why I'm done looking at a moth flit around on the glass. That's why I'm done watching the insect-sized people down below. Hell. That's why I'm so drunk right now that I can't even see straight. Can't see straight at all. I stand up and immediately regret it. The world is all in blurs and I keep thinking that I see something out of the corner of my eye. I whip around, lock the world back into a solid image, but a, a solid image that slides, slips, pulls itself apart with two images, two very different images. I, I turn back the other way, lose balance, hold out my hand to stabilize myself, and I feel something on my hand and I look quickly, swiftly to see and it locks the world back into just the one thing, just the one world, just the one reality. I can't know that. I spin around, spin everywhere, look in all directions wildly until I'm dizzy. I can hardly stand up and the room is blurring into so many different rooms, so many different realities coming through between them all is me. Although it looks... So little like me, with its arms bending backwards, its hair plastered to the forehead in blood, and its eyes, <laughs> its eyes utterly absent, not hidden, not covered. Not there at all. And as the room blurs more and more, becomes an abstruse mess of tangled perceptions cancelling one another out. The clearer it becomes, the more itself it is. And the closer, closer, gets, until I can see the flesh behind those eyes, those fortunate, fortunate, non-existent eyes. And it's not until later, a few quiet moments later, that I see things clearly. In that I do not see them, do not see anything at all. But I don't need sight to see, I don't need my eyes to see the truth. When all the muddled, intertwined shades of perception are successfully nullified by each other, I can see that it wasn't a flaw in my vision. No. It was a strength a keenness, enabling me to see what others couldn't, see things their eyes could not withstand seeing, and I know. I know it's all real. 
I know it's all real. It always was. Always realer to me than anything else. From the moment I looked out that window and saw, though not with my eyes, what the world truly was. And now I've come back around, seeing it more clearly than before, though still without my eyes. But I don't need eyes to feel. To feel the flesh. To feel the flesh folding slowly over mine. The flesh of my other self. The flesh of my new self. The flesh of my true self. Incarnation Red is created, written, narrated, and edited by CSW. The opening theme was written and performed by Annika Hansen. All music and sound effects used in this podcast are created in-house from scratch. For more information and regular updates, follow me on Twitter at CSW underscore horror, or visit my website CSWHorror.com, or like the show's Facebook page, Incarnation Red, as always, spelled R-E-A-D. For behind-the-scenes looks and other scary content, you can follow me on TikTok, or you can follow me on Instagram at Incarnation Red. Thank you for listening.